Welcome back to another episode. I am Sticks. This is my best friend and co-host D'Lo, and we are Too Complex. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we've been recording. I know y'all miss us. We know y'all miss us, but if you do miss us, I need you to do three things for me. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and also that notification bell so you miss none of these bangers that we drop every single week. It's, it's different every week now, huh? That's how I, I'm, doing. Trying to, I'm trying to throw a little bit of flair into it, you feel me? Trying to, you know, I'm trying to, trying to spice things up a little bit. But, D-Lo, man, I, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on this on this podcast, man. And I know we took a couple of weeks off, took a little break. But how the last couple of weeks been for you, bro? Hey, man, life gave us lemons. We made lemonade. Um, always, uh, so I got always, to. I always say, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to complain, but I always say we spend time with family. Um, you know, you, you Really was there for my family this week, and my family was mm-hmm. there for me the last couple of weeks. You know, dealing with a, a couple of issues, but other than that, you know, the last couple of weeks have been trying, um, just trying to get over some illnesses and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But for my wife, is the the week coming is going to be pretty exciting. Beyonce, the Beehive, will be here, so she's excited for that. I am going as well. I was excited at one point in time, but now it's like uh, I kind of don't want to go don't kill me beehive but but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go um to be there for my wife and um of course just enjoy enjoy the scene I, I like that, how's man. the last couple of weeks been going for you the last couple of weeks have been good man um I know the last couple of times we've been on the, on the, on camera, I've been talking about different career moves, different career changes. Things are looking up, man. Thanks to God, man. Uh, things mm-hmm. are looking up as far as the career change. I got a couple of things that's in the bucket right now that I can choose from. So we, we working on that. Uh, this week was my off week with Sam. Uh, but you know, me and her always have communication throughout the week. So, you know, she always happy. She always good. I'll be picking her up tomorrow for another week before she go back to school. I think she got like another month before she go back to school. Probably okay. like a month and a half because she don't go back until like the, the 19th of September, which is kind of crazy. Y'all start, they start school there in like next week, right? Nah, nah we Sage, uh, or yeah, Sage has a couple of weeks left. Um, I think two and a half weeks. But speaking of school, I'm glad you brought that up. Just uh-huh. me and the wife just kicked out a ton of bread <clears throat> for, for Sage and her. Um, Back school, to school outfits and stuff, man. And then my mom is helping us because she's a teacher. She's giving us supplies for Sage and stuff. I mean, August is a, is a month where you know you can expect a lot of money to leave the the account. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy. It's crazy you say that, bro. Because Sam just texted me yesterday. It was like, Dad, I know I've been doing my commissions. You know what I'm saying? I got money for my outfits, but can you help me out just a little bit yeah. with the school? I'm like, baby, you know I got you. You ain't even yeah. got to ask. I was already on top of it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right. But so yeah, August, September. Yeah, yeah that back man. to school, that back to school budget be crazy, don't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back to school we, budget be crazy. A couple more years, you know, had Daylin. Uh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people with multiple kids function well during August. Probably be Listen, stressed man. out like a mug. I mean, it's I'm I, you know you know we I, I'm in conversation now about you know maybe you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying I bet mean, yeah I'm in conversation you know what I'm saying she 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 knows she is I ain't gotta say nothing but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I mean listen it's not funny man but I mean it, it is funny because I I know the situation so anytime <laughs> right, right, right. about it it's just funny to me hey uh, listen I, man I, you know I, I know I know yeah yeah. 
You laughing? Um, you laughing with me, low key? I feel yeah, you. Yeah, I like. Yeah. It. I like it. I like it. Yeah. But there are conversations. So I'm gonna be in your situation here soon, man. So no need trip. No need trip. We are gonna figure that yeah. thing out. You know, distance is a little bit of a problem, but we gonna figure it out, man. We gonna figure it yeah. out. <clears throat> but anyways, man, <clears throat> getting to the meat, the potatoes of the podcast today, man. So you heard about this whole Lizzo situation, bro? Like. She she got a lot of things going on with she being sued for sexual harassment, hostile work environment. She's been she's had alleged situations where she's, ironically enough, supposedly fat shaming people as far as her background dancers. So like Dilo, man, what what you what you think about this whole Lizzo situation, bro? It's crazy, ain't it? Um, so you know, you, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but Lizzo has a couple of her ex dancers suing her, claiming to have hostile relation, <laughs> hostile work environment, and alleged or engaging them in sexual assault. Um, so two of them were fired. One of them resigned because of how her, her colleagues were treated. And then mm-hmm. together they filed a suit against Lizzo. Um, those charges, as mentioned, one, the first, the most damaging one, I would say, especially if she was a man, is the sexual harassment portion of it. Um, the second one being <laughs> the the weight gain, fat shaming. And then the last one to me is not really... I mean, I know it can seem bad, but we come from an era where, you know, preparing to win a game, you know, required you to put in grueling practices and stuff like that. So that that part of the allegation to me is like, eh, but, you know, that's a part of the allegation as well. So um, my thoughts on it are the, the sexual harassment part of it. I know I know artists push the the envelope when it comes to you know getting the fans the the visuals and you know the the pushing the sex sales and all that stuff but to have them do what is being alleged that they were doing or or required to do is a bit much um and then the the fat shaming like you said ironically she Lizzo is has risen to fame or has rise to fame because of her ability to sing and to perform, um, but also to be representation for a specific group of individuals that typically aren't represented, especially in the music and entertainment industries. Mm -hmm. So her ability to take all of that, um, and still rise and, and, you know, come back with a little bit of wit, um, a little bit of, a slight bit of combativeness and, you know, still do the things that she does on an ongoing basis is to be commended. But then when you hear about her doing the complete opposite on the back end, it's like shame on you. And then I know to her fans that the ones that are in her position, I'm not in her position, but see themselves in her, they kind of feel like they've been, that their back has been her back is she's turning her back on them and mm-hmm. not really little, representing yeah. them to the to the full fullest degree of who they are. What's your thoughts on it? Um, <clears throat> I feel the same way as you. Um, the 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 sex the sexual harassment one is kind of the most damning uh, to the situation. Hostile work environment. You know, like you said, man. I mean, we come from a background where we were professional athletes and 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 things of that nature, where we had to put. 10, 12 hour days on the field, two a days and, and weightlifting. And we spent our life at the school or, or in the facility working on our craft. You know what I'm saying? So having to put in a 12 hour workday, so to speak is, you know, that 
especially in the entertainment industry, especially as a background dancer, like background dancers in the entertainment industry are like the lowest on the totem pole. So, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't, they don't make the millions and billions of dollars that the performer, that the actual performer makes, but they're right there on the stage with them making a couple of thousand dollars, you know, type kind of money. So, you know, I understand Maybe. maybe correct. So yeah. I understand their backlash on some of the allegations that they were having that is hostile. They're not getting paid the money that she's getting paid, but they're still doing the same kind of hours that she's doing. So they're asking. So it's, it, I can understand what they're saying about it being hostile. Um, uh, as far as like the, the fat shaming, she, uh, that's, that's kind of a hard one to talk about because like you said, she did her rise to fame was her, her wittiness and her, her, the way that she maneuvered around her size and her weight and how she was a, a positive influence and a positive example for the people who were just like her, like you said. So, and if she, if this is, cause this whole situation is he say, she say, to be honest, like nobody has, it, unless you can show proof, it's your word against hers. And to be perfectly honest with her being the, the mega star that she is, I feel like her word would be taken more as law than anybody else's word would be. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be, I, I feel like it's going to be hard for these girls to get the, the justice that they, they think that they think they deserve and that they want uh, because of the star that Lizzo is. But she did. It, it was a couple of things that she did that, that allegedly that she did like, you know, false imprisonment and, you know, holding somebody "Quote unquote captive until they deleted some kind of video off their phone about a uh, about a uh, termination that she did of a, of a background dancer uh, holding them against their will, um, the sexual harassment thing, like catching sex toys out of uh, sex, uh, ex workers' vaginas and all kind of crazy stuff, eating bananas out of them and touching you know strippers and things of that nature. Like that's something that I to, to me honestly I feel like that's what happens in this industry." Like you're gonna have a lot of these weird kind of situations that you're gonna be able to, that you're gonna be in whenever you're around a megastar. You're gonna have that kind of they have that accessibility, and if they have that kind of you know sexual kind of weird personality like Lizzo does, you're gonna be in those situations with her where it's gonna be you know might might be a little uncomfortable. And if it were me personally, if I didn't feel comfortable being in the situation, I would just leave. But the issue is, is that if they left, they felt like their job would be in jeopardy, which is another reason why the hostile work environment, they put in situations that they weren't comfortable in. And if they didn't want to be there, they felt like Lizzo was going to fire them. So it's a lot of, it's a lot going on around this situation, man. And it's like, it's all he say, she say. So you can't, she's innocent until proven guilty. If this does go to, to court, and they say, okay, well, all this damn evidence, you you should be charged with these things. Then we can then we can cast opinion, we can cast judgment. But up until then, you know, you as a background dancer and as somebody who's trying to get a career in the entertainment industry like that, then you should kind of know who you want to work for. Somebody like Lizzo who has that kind of personality, that might not be the person you want to be a background dancer for. But it, if you were like the, the plus size dancer and Lizzo is looking for these plus size dancers and you're not really getting as much work and paying the bills off your dancing as you want to, that's an opportunity. So I can kind of see that too. So I see it from both sides, but it's like, it's all he say, she say at this point to me, bro. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's all he say, she say, but do you think it would be a bit more believable if all of them had just resigned and then came out with these allegations rather than, um, 
two of them being fired and then coming out with these allegations? Because now it just seems like um, it's, it's a revenge. It seems like distress or revenge, yeah. It, yeah, it seems, like, it seems like a revenge accusations are coming out. I mean, I'm not saying that they aren't true, and I'm not saying that they are true, but mm-hmm. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here. It's like, if it is, if it's, if it did happen and they had resigned rather than being fired, um, as the reports say, is it more, does that make it more believable rather than them being fired? And now all of a sudden it is these reports, these allegations do come out. I, I, I agree with that. I can say that. I mean, it, it just, it seems like either way it, it does make it more, it does make it more believable if they resign first because of these things and opposed to getting fired and then saying these things happen. Yes. Yeah. But I, I still believe on either, either side, if you resign or if you be fired, either way is still, he say, she say, unless you have significant proof saying this is what actually happened to me. I mean, the distress within itself is, is damning. And I understand how they feel and the way they may, may have been treated. I get that. But at the same time, you have to have some kind of evidence to say, this is what happened to me. And this is what I'm saying happened. But Elizabeth can come back and just say, well, no, that's not what happened. And then at that point, it's he say, she say. It's one opinion to another. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, it, it, I, it, yes, it makes it more believable, but it's still a he say, she say at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think what'll, and I hate to say this, I think what'll help Lizzo is that she is a woman. Because had mm-hmm. this been a man, okay. in the a male in the entertainment industry, it would have been fact until he's proven innocent rather than innocent and proven guilty. Um, because, you know, like I said, the inter- especially well, the entertainment industry as a whole, they are known for pushing the envelope. Some mm-hmm. go well beyond pushing that envelope and some like, you know, they, they're more conservative. And mm-hmm. so with them pushing that envelope, like you mentioned earlier, there are times where individuals are putting in uncomfortable situations, but being the fact that they want to remain in the industry and not necessarily get paid a lot. Because one thing that we did not talk about that we, we probably should have talked about a couple of weeks ago was the, um, the actor strike. And a lot of people are like, well, why are they striking? Because they get paid good money. Well, you see a lot of individuals putting out what they get for residuals for having major roles on, um, sitcoms or, or series, TV shows or movies and stuff like that. And getting like 25 cent for being in the episode. Um, and, and I imagine the same thing with some of these backup dancers and even some of your, a-list or B-list stars in the music industry, they're not making that much money. So, um, you know, it's the lifestyle that they want to perceive to be living rather than um, the actual outcome or the actual lifestyle that they do live being a backup dancer and even being a, a B-list music star as well. So, Yeah, a lot of these things, I think a lot of these things just happen to happen to some celebrities that they, they go through their trials and tribulations and maybe this is just what Lizzo's is. And I was talking to my lady about this too. It's the same thing with Jonathan majors. He had a whole accusation with his ex-girlfriend about how he was sexually assaulting her and beating her up domestic violence and things of that nature, which wasn't true, but it was just one of those trials and tribulations that some, uh, some of those big actresses and actors and profession and, and performers go through in their careers whenever somebody just wants to be vindictive at some point, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. m- maybe it could be, it would help her because she's a woman, but I just think this is something that, you know, some performers, some actors and actresses go through 
as they go, as they grow to stardom, somebody just has this vindictive feeling about them that they just want to do something to make them get to crash them, to cut, bring them down and bring them crashing down. So we'll have to see what happens with, with Lizzo, man. I mean, I hope a lot of these things are in that are untrue. Um, the hostile work environment and grow up, grab, grow some balls and just be an adult. And, you know, you're going to have to work to get where you need to be. So, <laughs> drop your nuts. Climate, you, know? climate, <laughs> you can't say that. I mean, I, why I can't? Everything's inclusive. If, then that's why you can't. <laughs> I mean, look, if they, <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, grow yeah. up, grow up, drop your titties. If that's what I need to say, drop your titties and grow up and just stop being, stop being a punk and then do the work that you want to do and get to the place you want to be. As far as the sexual harassment, if that is Lizzo, you wrong and fat phobic. If that's the, if, if you fat shame and Lizzo, you wrong, but I hope it's all bullshit allegations and speculation. I hope it ain't true. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. So, um, a lot of craziness while we were gone has gone on with not in the entertainment sports industry, but just in life in general. And so one of those issues or one of those, those situations was this Carly Russell situation mm-hmm. where she, uh, she said that she was kidnapped and taken against her will and she was taken into the woods and it's just a lot taken into the woods stripped naked and all that stuff and then she walked home from where she was <laughs> and and now we are here to she's potentially being charged with filing false reports and all that good stuff six what's going on with this situation man what's your thoughts on so that? oh man so carly russell man she she filed, she filed a false report talking about she saw a baby on the side of the highway in Alabama and she was she called the police and stirred up this whole national um this whole national pro- I'm gonna call it a problem. Stirred up this whole thing across the nation about her being kidnapped, taken against her will, possibly being to, to be sex trafficked, and she was taken by an older white man and it was it was a woman with him and it was feeding the snacks and yada 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 come to find out Carly Russell was setting this whole thing up way before she called that 911 and and found that report about the about the child on the highway so she was looking up things about you know the movie taken trying to figure out if she how, how to steal from the register of her job um, how long it takes for uh, Amber Alerts to go through. Do you have to pay for Amber Alerts? Like she was Googling things to set this up on her phone and on her work computer. Not to mention, she went to the the, the crackers that the, the, the Cheez-Its that the lady was supposed to be feeding her in this car and in the back of this 18-wheeler, this semi-truck, was actually purchased by her at Target. She went to Target and purchased these things before she even made the 911 call. So she was setting this whole thing up. There's a there there is a, a theory around this whole story is that she was trying to get back at an ex boyfriend because she actually sent the ex boyfriend a text message talking about I hope you're happy whenever you see Carly's guts splattered across the highway, just trying to get back at this young man. S- sent it from an anonymous number, of course. She had another cell phone or something like that. So my thing about it is is <coughs> she caught up she she caused this whole national ruckus filing this this report and the problem that i have with it is is the people who actually went through this in real life not just a story that was made up in her brain this fantasy story that she was using as revenge on her ex-boyfriend allegedly but people who actually had family members actually kidnapped and sex trafficked and things of that nature because 
this is that's not something that you play with. It's not something that you play with because people actually go through these things. It's actually a, a something that's going on in the world that people are trying to stop from happening, and you playing around with it is not a good look. So she's she's like she, like Delo said, she's facing charges for falsely reporting an incident and false reporting to a law enforcement. It's, they, those both those both can face up to two year to a year each in prison. So she's looking at eighteen to twenty four months in prison for this. But what I want to know is. My my thing that I want to know is I want to know her side of the story. Like, what made you do this? And where did you come up with this at? And like, is there some kind of mental, you know, mental health thing going on here? Like, what is the issue? Because if it is some kind of mental health, okay, hopefully she gets the help that she needs. I do believe that she should face some kind of punishment for this. I'm not going to say she needs two years in prison, but at the same time, she does need to, she needs to be held accountable for her actions, but she also needs to seek the help that she needs as well, because mental health is a real thing too. So although she did play with something that's a real thing, she also, if it is mental health, that's also a real thing too. She needs to get the help that she needs, but it's just a, it's a weird story, man, because she just did all this for what, bro? Like, I want to know why you did it, shorty. Like, that's what I want to know. That's my thing. What you think? I, so I... I'm just going to say it. I am <laughs> growing tired of every situation that happens nowadays is do they have a mental illness attributed to mental I mean, health? Got you. Right. You know what I mean? Like we, I said this whenever we talked about mental illness with, um, who was it that we were talking with, about? With, it was with one of Twitch, the athletes with, with, tw- no, it wasn't oh, Twitch. um, 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 it um, wasn't John Wall. You my, you to my was, AD or to my AB. AB, 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 AB somebody. And I said, mm-hmm. it's going, we're, what we're going to start seeing is every time somebody does something that they don't mm-hmm. want to take accountability for it, it's going to be mental illness. Oh, I got this problem. I got this problem. I mean, if they do have mental illness, okay. Yeah. We need to get them the help that they need. But I mean, statistically speaking, this many people having mental illnesses is not is is not the thing. Like statistically speaking, about twenty five to thirty percent of the population has a mental illness, and that is a big percentage, and it, it is growing. But everybody that does something or everybody that does wrong is not mentally ill. They just were impulsive and wanted to do whatever they wanted to do. Now, going to your question, how did she come up with this uh, with with this scenario? What made her do it? Man, you watch TV, you watch movies all the time. You can come up and make these scenarios up for trying to do something, trying to achieve something, trying to get the attention that you want. Um, it's just, will you go through with it or not? And she decided to go through with it. Um, I... <laughs> I think I, unlike you, who does not think she needs to serve two years, I think a strong message needs to be sent. Agreed. Um, just like, I, like I've said about the gambling, which we'll talk about as well. I think a strong message needs to be sent because if everybody continues to do this or if more people start doing stuff like this for whatever reason, if it's attention, if it's to get back at somebody, whatever the case is, and it's not a strong message isn't delivered, you're going to see this all the time now. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. I can get this amount of attention. My face can be all over the, the, the news nationally and maybe even internationally. And I, I don't get in that much trouble for it. Yeah. We, we live in a sick world, bro. So people will try to do stuff just because of the type of notoriety that it'll get them. And if they don't get in any trouble, then they're definitely going to do it. I mean, think about, I don't know if you've been seeing it or not, but I think it's been in California and in New York where people are just robbing the place because they won't have any immediate action happen to them. I don't know if you've seen that, but people, it's been a lot of looting and, and robbery going on in businesses in, I believe, California because it's been told that they don't need to have anything done to them. Um, and, and it just continues spreading all over now because they've realized, Oh, I can get out of there without anybody actually doing thing to me. Or, uh, you know, I can maybe be able to get away with it more easily than I would in another mm-hmm. place. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think a strong message <clears throat> needs to be sent. If it's not two years, if she only gets uh, a year and a half or a year, Think it it, de- it definitely needs she needs to serve some type of time for mm-hmm. all of this commotion that she's brought upon herself in, in Alabama or wherever she was. It was national. It ain't just Alabama, yeah. but it's, it was a it was a national commotion, bro. It was people yeah. all over the all over the nation that was advocating for this girl. But I do I do agree that that strong message needs to be sent. Whenever I said I don't think she needs to do two years, I didn't say she didn't need to do any time. But there, I think there's a difference between mental illness and mental health because What's the difference? well with, the it being an, with, with it being an illness you are diagnosed with something right that's what that's what that's the way i think about it an illness means you're diagnosed like bipolar or adhd or something of that nature okay. mental health mm-hmm. could be can be just you suffering from some kind of stress because we can meet that could be like a depression or something like that you know what i'm saying like going okay. through a don't going through a trying time you see what i'm saying and if she felt depressed or she felt stressed out about this ex-boyfriend situation allegedly then that could be enough to push her to do something stupid like this right but 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 but, but, but uh, what's, what's up i'm just i just want to stop you real quick because yeah, there. The way that you explained it, there's a clear difference. But when people say they have mental health issues, they're not talking about. Typically, they're not talking about the usual stresses of life, or you know, a slight notch above the usual stresses of life. They're mm-hmm. trying to say they they have whatever those clinical diagnoses are that mm-hmm. made them do all of this, not just the, the, the depressions and the, the stresses, the ebbs and flows of life that we go through. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I can see that. And I can see that. I can see the media and social media and people around the world saying that, trying to justify what she did. I can see that. Mm-hmm. When, but I, I think whenever I think about mental health and mental illness, I, there's a stark difference between the two to me. And yeah. I could see how, you know, just, just given my situation, right? You know, I've been stressed out over the past few months. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't going to go to the extent of this, but I could feel a slight change in my demeanor because of the situation that I have been in and the way it was affecting my mental health. I'm not no, nowhere close to bipolar. I'm not nowhere close to ADHD. I'm not nowhere close to these, these clinical these clinical titles that they give people. Nowhere close, but I could feel a little bit of depression. I can feel a little bit of a change in my demeanor. So if that's what they mean by mental health issues, then cool. But 
she's not bipolar. She's not schizophrenic. She's not all of these different things. She just made a bad decision. And not to mention, after she did the shit and went back home and got out the hospital, she went and had a birthday party in Atlanta. So she ain't hurting by nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like she ain't, she yeah. just made a she made a mistake, put on a fucking show, and went and had her birthday, came back home and turned herself in. And she right. stirred up all this all this ruckus for literally no reason. But the problem right. is that she used something that is that actual people are battling with every single day. And that's what needs to be made an example of because that's not something you play with. That's what I think. There's a couple of things that she used as, um, you know, used uh, to her advantage. One of them was what you mentioned, or we, we're thinking that's what she's using or probably will use is the, the mental health challenges. The other one mm-hmm. is the fact that when I don't want to be racy, but it, it, it we're going to have to go down this path is when, uh, a, a black woman is kidnapped or whatever. It's, it doesn't usually get this type of national attention as it would be someone of another race. And so now if, well, now that we know that it's not, it wasn't real, will it cause for the a black woman that is kidnapped or a black girl that is kidnapped, actually kidnapped to be placed on the back burner until it's far too late rather than mm-hmm. it being put out there immediately just like hers was because it, you know we need to try to find this individual as soon as possible mm-hmm. yeah and that, and that's and that's the issue that i was talking about is things like this happen every single day and if you're crying wolf and this is a fake story it's going to make it seem like the next person is also crying wolf and it's going to take it's going to it's going to these these things are going to be taken less seriously the more people cry wolf so that's the biggest issue at hand is that people get sex trafficked and kidnapped every day and there's people looking for people still to this day that's been gone for years and now you're playing with that and that's the issue is like People, people in the future are going to be seen as they're lying. Like, mm-hmm. are, is this a real story? Did this really happen? Is this another Carly Russell? Like, that's going to be a meme going forward now. Jesse Smollett. How you say his name? Smollett. Jesse Smollett. Yeah, yeah, him. The same thing. He thought people thought he got his ad, but he really ain't getting nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. he actually he actually faked it. He had paid some people to beat him up. So like, Tell the you truth can't Jesse you, just facts. <laughs> Smollett. Jesse Jesse Smollett. But it's just, <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta you just gotta understand some of the like to. To, what's common sense to some people just don't be common sense to the to some some other people. Common man. sense to me, ain't just, common anymore. Common sense ain't common no more, man. Common sense ain't common because people can use AI to make whatever the hell that they ain't gotta have no sense. People ain't gotta have no sense. Period. But well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, if 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 there is if there is a sentence to her, hopefully she understands the ramifications of her actions, and hopefully everything will be you know. People moving forward won't have the Carly Russell effect happen to them, and it. People thinking, dang, that's going to be crazy. If it's a Carly Russell effect that happens, that's going to be wild. But Mm -hmm. I hope it doesn't happen because this is actually a real thing. But we shall see how it goes moving forward, man. But anyway, moving into the next topic, bro. So there's a lot of things happening in the NCAA right now. There's some of it is... You know, it's, some of it is super duper big and some of it is actually, actually crazy, man. So NCAA, the Pac-12 is having some some issues and they might be going down the drain. We got dudes from Clemson that are 
selling their <laughs> selling their teammates uh, unsolicited photos on OnlyFans. We got gambling things going on. Dealer, what's going on in college sports these days, bro? Hey, so football season about to start, man. So you know everything's starting to come out, starting to shake, and you, you, you get a lot more action and news coming from the NCAA uh, with the conference alignment, though, man. It's it's crazy what's going on. The landscape is changing once again. Uh, you have teams leaving certain conferences, as you mentioned, the Pac-12 and shambles to boost other conferences. And it's mm-hmm. all because of the mighty money. dollar. They're chasing yes. that money. Um, so with the conference realignment, you have Colorado started everything as of lately. Uh, they are leaving the Pac-12 and they're going to the Big 12. Once Colorado left, now Oregon and Washington are going to leave the Pac-12 and go to the Big Ten. When those two teams left, as of last night, it was agreed upon that Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah would also leave the Pac-12 and go to the Big 12. Um, Then last year, you had... UCLA US, and UCLA, USC, USC leave the Pac-12, go into the Big 12. To the big, um, and they're the big chasing ten. the dollar. The Big 10, yeah, the Big 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the Big 10, as far as TV revenues split amongst individual schools and universities, they pay the most out from their television contracts, followed by the SEC, then followed by the Big 12 um, because they have less teams in the ACC than the ACC and then the Pac-12. Um, mm-hmm. And so the Pac-12's television rights will end this year, and they're trying to negotiate to get a new television television rights. As of right now, they don't have one. It's been said that Apple has offered Apple them TV money. is the front runner, yeah. App- yeah, Apple has offered them um, money, but it's not going to be as lustrous, um, illustrious as the contracts that the Big Ten and the SEC have. And SEC and the Big Ten are supposed to, their contracts are supposed to be crazy coming up in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I believe the Big Ten's paying 58 point or 50, somewhere north of $50 million a team, except for three, which is Northwestern, Maryland, Sheesh. and uh, some other school. Then the SEC, they're paying 45 to $48 million a team. And the ACC or the Big 12 is paying around 40 and the ACC is paying around $37 million. The problem that I have with the ACC is these fools, the school I went to was a part of ACC, these mm-hmm. fools signed a 20-year 20, 20 agreement with ESPN. Under no circumstances would I have ever signed it uh, anywhere over 10 years in TV rights contracts because <coughs> as you, as they're finding out, because Florida State, Clemson, and all these other teams are talking about leaving or wanting to leave, but they kind of – they did do the contract right for signing that long, but th- those teams are talking about leaving because they say they can't keep up with the teams in the Big Ten and the SEC with the type of money that they're getting from their TV contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's just crazy, man. The money is in college sports, as we've talked about multiple times, is doing a lot of things for everybody but the athlete. And it continues to be that way, even with the NIL in place for those athletes. What's your thoughts on the the realignment portion of it? We I haven't even talked about everything else. No, nah, it's all good. So the only teams that are left in the pack to it right now is Washington State, Stanford. 
Cal and Oregon State. And it's looking like that all four of those are going to either go to another another conference, notably maybe, you know, Big Ten is coming to swoop in a couple of those teams. Uh, Mountain West might come in and swoop in a couple of those teams, and maybe a, a team or two might go independent, meaning they can schedule whoever the hell they want to throughout the nation to play, uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing because you can literally schedule all the really good teams, and if you beat them, you got a big chance to go to win, go to the, the uh, college football playoffs. But be dumb to if do you that. ain't, they would be dumb to do that for sure. But you can have that that kind of uh, strength of schedule to <clears throat> position yourself within that that conversation for the, co- the college football playoff. But I'm kind of on a different side of you when it comes to the player, though, because if I'm if I'm USC or if I'm UCLA or Colorado or Oregon or Washington. And I'm going to a university that has a huge TV con, a huge TV contract, and you're going to be on national TV more than any, more than you were when you were in the Pac-12. Then, to me, that's more exposure, and to me, that makes me seen more by exposure these to what to the NFL. Man, you come on now, Steve. No, 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 no. They don't find you wherever you are. It don't matter. One hundred, one hundred. Agreed, agreed. But, but. You you went you played in that in that era where you were in the ACC and y'all had y'all were on TV more than NCCU, right? So even right. though we had a better schedule than y'all, and I might have had a better season than some of the receivers on your team that were starting, I didn't get that same exposure as your boy that played with you because y'all were seen more and y'all got more national presence and y'all had more um, more NFL scouts at y'all t- at y'all at y'all pro day because. Y'all are a bigger school on TV more, and I'm a smaller school on TV less. So I've we both been in that situation. So if I'm being yeah. able to be out there and be seen, then I would much rather get that exposure and do my thing than to be sitting back and not get no exposure at all. But the problem with the TV contracts is all of these all of these schools that we're talking about, Pac-12, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, they all have TV contracts. They all are on TV. Now, mm-hmm. in, your, in the case that you just mentioned, yeah, that's different. NCCU, Wake Forest, completely different. You know, right. we were on TV every weekend. Y'all were on TV once or twice. Once or twice a year, yeah. A year, right? Yeah. Um, so I can I can understand that. And that also goes along the lines of um, we also had more the athletic program itself also had more money um, mm-hmm. to take care of the the basic necessities. Now we're not talking about taking care of the basic necessities of an athlete. All these schools have the money to do that. It's now about the arms race, keeping up with the Joneses. Okay. Mm -hmm. This school Mm -hmm. has an indoor facility and a big behind training table and an indoor stadium. And, you know, I don't know what all the stuff these schools have now, but that's, that's really all it is. Or my coach can fly private wherever he goes to recruit. Whereas if I'm in a school that only gets $30 million a year, uh, they, they might be able to fly to the big name recruits, fly private to big name recruits where everybody else, they got to, you know, it, it, like we talking about yeah. a little small stuff now. We talk. I mean, that seem that to coaches and to programs seems big, but what I meant by it's not affecting the the players is this money is not going to directly affect the players, other than the facilities. More than yeah. likely, the rest of it is going to go to the coaches, to the athletic directors, and to the schools to help out the, the general. <clears throat> 
population and not the individuals that are putting the blood, sweat and tears into the program. That's where I meant by that. And I agree. And I agree because because the, the more I, and I'm guessing and you have to correct me if I'm wrong, the more teams that a conference has, the more money that the conference can bring in from these contracts that they have with these these uh, these broadcast uh, stations and stuff like that. Right. Not necessarily true. It does make their evaluation be higher if the teams that are within that conference are continually competing for national championships and are ranked highly uh, year in and year out, which is why the SEC is projected to surpass the Big Ten soon with the contracts that the renegotiation of contracts that they have coming up. But really is is not about the number because if it was about the number then the ACC would you would think would make more money than the Big 12 but as an individual school but they don't um because they have more members in the pack the Big 12 only has I think the ACC has 15 I think the Big 12 has 12 teams and mm-hmm. so the ACC revenue wise as a as a whole the whole pie is more than the Big 12 but on an individual school basis, the schools don't get paid more than the Big Twelve. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, I mean, it, it is definitely an arms race. It's definitely them trying to keep up with the Joneses, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> Excuse me. It's kind of weird to me that I mean, I, I, the, the, the whole NIL situation. I wish I had whenever I was playing. I don't know how much I would have yeah. got being in the D two school, all do. but I would have. I would have loved to get some. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't got to work. Right. While I'm trying to play football and stuff like, but I mean, it's just it, it's just weird, man. I hope the Pac-12 figures something. The, the last four teams figure something out in the Pac-12, um, so that way they can hopefully get into one of these power fives. I don't see that happening, honestly. Um, but I got, I got a, I would like to propose something on this what's podcast. Up? Propose something, brother. <laughs> All right, so we already know the realignment, conference realignment. It's been going on for the last really since 2000. Three, 2023 it's been going on since like 2008 2009 gotcha. it's probably going to continue to change and shift in perpetuity honestly you know it's going mm-hmm. to continue to change for a while until one or two things happens all of the conferences can make the same amount of money or they just say we we've gotten to a point where we don't need that much money but i propose this i propose that there only be three big conferences in America. Okay. So the ACC and the SEC, they merge together. They, they're one big conference. And that conference spans from Florida to as north as West Virginia or Virginia and as far west as, um, what was that, Missouri all the way down to Louisiana. That's the, that's the South Conference. We'll just say for naming purposes, the Big South. Then the Big Ten can take all of the Northeast from Maine down to West Virginia or the Maryland area, and then they go all the way over to Minnesota, all the way down to, mm, nah, not Tennessee. It's right above Missouri. I forgot. Nah, not Mississippi. It's right in that Missouri area. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. And so then they they have all of those teams that they can take in. And then the Pac-12 and Big 12, we know that there aren't as many major colleges out west. And and honestly, there aren't that many big cities. It's not as densely populated as the East Coast is. So they can have everything west of Missouri, Louisiana, 
Minnesota, all of those schools they can have, right? So East Conference theoretically would have 32 teams, um, or, you know, about 32, 35 teams, somewhere in that range. Within those conferences, they all have four divisions. So each team has 18, each division has eight teams. Throughout the year, everybody plays 12 games, eight within the conference, one across division. I mean, um, one with every division that's in that conference and then two, one game outside of conference. So if you're in the big South, you play the eight teams, the seven teams in your division, you play one other team outside, but inside of the conference, but within each division, and you play one other team in another conference somewhere. The whole season, you're trying to win that division. Once those, the person that's decides that once the teams that have decided the divisions, they automatically go into a playoff. All right. Then you have the next four best teams are in the playoffs as at large bids. The teams that win the division, they have the ability to try to be the conference champion. So you, you win your division, you play the other division winners, and then whoever wins the conference, they're the conference championship. They're the conference champions they move to the national championship. So you have national semifinals and a finals game. The at-large teams play in their own little bracket, but they can't win a national, they can't win a conference championship, but they can enter it to be into the national championship. And then from there you have your historical New Year's Day Bowl and then the national championship game. And then everybody else, the next 20 teams or so that aren't in the playoffs they can have the traditional bowl games but so so with 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 that do you think they need to expand the playoff to maybe eight teams no they would need to expand the playoffs to 16 teams but yeah so they they, but i think they need to do that anyway to be perfectly honest with you yeah Yeah, but but yeah but with with that yeah division the division winners from each conference so you have your Mm -hmm. four divisions in each conference so you have 12 teams there and mm-hmm. then your next four best teams at the at-large bid would be the additional four. And then you that's your playoffs. The first game you, so of the playoffs will be held at the home of the highest-ranked um, highest team. And then mm-hmm. after that, they're neutral. Got you. I mean, I like that. But, it, but the, the, the odds of the NCAA actually – Pushing it to 16 teams is very, very small. I mean, even them trying to push – even the conversation about pushing it to eight is kind of crazy. They, they don't even want to do that. So. to do that, though. Next year to push be it, eight. Next year to be eight? You should, did, did, yeah. I haven't seen that. You can correct me if I'm wrong anytime. But they're yeah, pushing it to so. eight for the for 2024 or just coming up season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good because they need they need some kind of expansion to the playoff because the playoff being at four teams was 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 crazy. Just taking the top four whenever there's other teams that I feel like could beat some of them top four teams is kind of crazy. But yeah, I mean anything can happen any given Saturday, so we shall see. But uh, I'm sorry, it's going to be twelve this year. Oh, that's good. That's even better. Yeah, so so there you go. You add four teams to it, make it. Yeah, that's even better. That's even better. So. D-Lo, so let's talk about old boy from Clemson then, since we're on the topic of NCAA. Let's talk about old boy from Clemson. What is he, what has he got going on with these unsolicited photos on OnlyFans, bro? Listen. It's, <laughs> oh, boy. That boy freaky, a little freaky little something, ain't he? So um, I think his name was TJ Henley. What was his name? TJ Dudley. TJ Dudley, yeah. So mm-hmm. he, he was dismissed from Clemson for – 
what was said to be he broke team rules. Come to find out, TJ was taking pictures of his teammates in the locker room unsolicited and putting them on OnlyFans to be purchased. Now, we don't know if the players were naked or not, but with OnlyFans being in the fold, you can only imagine and and guess that that's why he was suspended. <laughs> um, what's your thoughts on it, man? I, I mean, I think to get my thoughts on it, I think it's weird. Um, man, this little freaking dude. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's sick. So I, I originally was like, this is terrible. And I still think it's terrible. Like 99.5% terrible. And then a part of me is like, everything's about money these days. It's 0.5% genius. Um, but it's, it's but, 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 but genius. Yeah. But when you talk about, cause I mean, the reason I say genius, because you, you know that there are, men and women alike that want to know what collegiate athletes that are in shape look like without their uniforms on. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I said it's a bit genius, but you know, when you talk out loud, it's like, this is sickening because (laughs) it is violated trust. He, he Mm -hmm. invaded privacy and like, you just, you just can't do that. Yeah, because he a little he a little freaky dude, man. I mean, I I, it, I can't. I would be. I would want to fight, buddy. I would want to fight, little buddy. If he if he took oh, a I'm picture, sure if I found out, he had people at his. Oh, neck. he probably had at his neck. He probably had cleats all up his ass for for somebody to find out he took an unsolicited picture of them. But yeah, just share, sharing private locker room photos is weird, bro. Like 100%. you got to be some. You got you got to be a a special type of individual. To take a picture of your teammate, who you call your brother, your homeboy, who you go to battle with every single Saturday, or was about to go to battle with because he a freshman, so he got dismissed before he even started at Clemson. But nah, he got, he was a sophomore. Well, he was a sophomore. Yeah, he played last year a little. In, in correct, 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 yeah. correct. My fault, my fault. So yeah, so he so he got dismissed. So it's like you sharing locker room photos, bro. So like that is just it's just weird. But now. He going to Ole Miss, so all is all is all is good. You know what I'm saying? That's, oh, that's the weird, that's the weird part too, though. Like, why y'all picking like, Buddy up and he doing like, this Lane weird Kiffin, shit? Come on, bro. I mean, I, I'm a believer in everybody deserves a second chance, and I agree. I'm the same way. I, I agree. He he deserves a second chance, but to pick him up as fast as they did, I I would I need I need a lot of time to think about. And really observe and study this person. Really, re- probably re-recruit this guy before I just welcome him openly into my program. Because yeah, it's, it seems like a s- semi-simple and innocent um, mistake that he made, but you're bringing somebody to- some toxicity into your team. And simple and innocent. Uh-huh. That is not simple and innocent. He that was pre that that was what what is a premeditated. He knew what he was doing. It ain't no simple and innocent. Okay. The, the the choice of words may have been bad. I was trying to make it <laughs> not good. seem as, as I was trying to make it not seem as as if it was, but it, it is is very yeah. sickening. Um, but Chauncey <laughs> Billups, when he was talking to the Colorado, he said he thinks the best teams are the ones that's well knitted together. And so when you bring somebody in from the outside that has not done, you know, hasn't bled or you know cried and shed tears with you and all that good stuff. You bring them into the fold, 
and then they bring this toxicity with you, you can unravel your team pretty quickly because obviously some players probably know him from playing against him, from going to camps with him and whatnot. And so they'll probably welcome him in with open arms. But those that don't really know him and be know him sideways, like right, exactly, don't really know him, and then they you know heard about what happened and how he ended up at Ole Miss, it's going to be like. Now nah, yeah. I don't trust this dude, and so now you uh-uh. have one. You have opposite sides. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm you know, yeah. yeah, I'm good, bro. Yeah. Oh, he's my locker mate. He's my locker. He's next to me. Uh, I don't really know about that. But you're gonna have two sides of the fence. You got one that's defending him. It's like, nah, man, give buddy a chance. You're gonna have some that ain't really with that, and that's gonna mm-hmm. cause tension on the team. And we'll see. We'll see how Ole Miss is going to be this year. I think they were supposed to be a decent team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but Lane Kiffin has always been a kind of weird coach um he's, he's he good x's and o's but he's he's kind of a quirky type coach um you know so we'll see yeah, some of his philosophies are kind of weird do. for sure yeah. for sure and then not to mention that as far as old little freaky dude going to old miss and he taking pictures we also got not we talked about gambling in the nfl but now we got gambling in the ncaa too like d-lo bro like What's going on with like why do people want to gamble on number one on their own teams, but then gamble within the organization that they're that they're playing for? Like I don't understand. I was an advocate for it whenever it was talking about the NFL. And I but the more we talked about it, it got to a point where I was like, you know what? It's dumb. It's stupid. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, I understand you you making this money and you doing your thing and you should be able to spend it how you want to spend it. And if you want to gamble, as long as not, as long as it's not on your own team, then cool do your thing but i can understand like we talked about it with the nfl like you got homeboys on the other teams that can that can greatly change the the outcome of that game and if all you gotta do is make a phone call like hey bro i got you having four catches today only get four and i'm gonna give you some of this bread i'm about to hit you know what i'm saying that they can do that i'm i'm sure it's the same way in the ncaa ncaa too so like how you feel about this too bro I mean, you you spoke for me just now. I think it it diminishes the integrity of college sports, of sports in general. With certain jobs, with certain things that you do in life, there come sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And I know that sports gambling is starting to become legal widespread, so a lot more states are legalizing sports gambling. But gambling while you're participating in sports, whether collegiately or professionally, you should not, you should not, you just should just say, I can't do that until I am um, retired. retired. Just like at one mm-hmm. point in time, at one, what we, we know that people were doing it, sneaking and doing it. But at one point in time, you know, partaking in illegal drugs was, you know, I just do that when I retire or whatever. Um, but, you know, now that that's legal, there are, are, rules that are being passed to allow that to be more openly but the gambling part of it i don't think it should be allowed at all i don't think there should be any uh, alterations of the rules for gambling i think that that should be off the table completely for athletes because it it, it ruins the integrity of the game it's as simple as one little phone call saying yo if it comes down right now the the over under for you all to win is Two points. If it comes down to you making this field goal, listen, I got a million dollars on y'all. I'm going to get two million. I'll shoot you 500,000, whatever the case is. We're talking professionally, but now the mm-hmm. college athletes in this money too. You might start seeing these type of numbers pop up here too. Um, For sure. The, the thing that we have in question <laughs> right now, or the person that's in question, or group of individuals that are in question right now, all reside 
and play for or have played for teams in Iowa, whether it be the University of Iowa or Iowa State, the main culprit that's in uh, the main person that's being targeted at this point in time is Iowa State's current quarterback, Hunter Deckers. It was said that he placed 366 online bets worth. It's not a lot of money um, in the grand scheme of things, but who knows what it could have turned out to be. Um, he placed a bets around $2,800. Um, mm-hmm. And those bets were on his own team and teams that were in his university. And like you said, I don't understand how you can bet on your own team, uh, let alone teams within your university, because you have that insider information. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say. Long, but it's crazy. I, I'm, nah, I'm it is crazy, bro. I'm against it wholeheartedly too, bro. Cause like I said, I had I had my thoughts on it at one point. It was like, I mean, as long as it's not your old team, then it's cool. But just like D Lo said, man, it's gonna hurt the integrity of the game so much because there's there's so many fr- these, these guys come from an era of AAU where they travel across the country and meet different players and you know they they play these these elite these elite sports camps and things like that where they meet some of the top players in the country that's going to all all these universities across the world I mean across the nation where it's like they can just pick up the phone and just tell them tell them what they need them to do and how much money they're going to give them and most most college most college students especially the ones that don't really got big NIL deals are going to be like shoot you going to give me 20k I got right. you, bro. That field goal, that field goal is missed, dog. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, cause it's 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 one of those things where, as a as a sports fan, because I know we, me and D'Lo played, but as a sports fan now, we don't want to look at TV and and have the thought of, well, who's betting on the game this week and who's going who who in this game is going to throw something to win this money. We that's the that's the integrity of the game that we don't want to lose, man. We want to watch it as fans of the game and know that this the outcome is going to be the outcome because they played hard, not because somebody got to bet on the game. So I think it's I think it's crazy how sports betting is becoming so widespread and it's supposed to be just for the general public and not for the athletes themselves, but we have to look at these athletes as humans, so they're gonna have these urges to do this gambling. But at the same time, you're the one that we're betting on as the general public. So you're not right. looked at as a civilian anymore. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're a performer now. You're an athlete. You're an entertainer. So you got to keep that in mind. So it's like it's 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 so hard, bro. But they just got to be able to control themselves, man, and have that kind of self discipline to not do it, especially on their team. But regardless of that, they can't do it anywhere else either, man. So it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll wrap it up saying in college, I don't think they should be able to bet at all. (coughs) Professionally, I don't think they should be able to bet on their sport at all. Um, I don't think they should be, you know, we, we, we're talking about betting on their team. I don't think they should be able to bet on their sport at all. And if you really want to be technical, because, you know, as you mentioned, these players growing up nowadays were on the AAU circuit, so they know each other well. Well, you have cross-pollination, too. You, you have players that know each other, know other players in other sports and can make a call. So, I mean, if you really want to go that route, they probably shouldn't be able to bet on sports in general either. But I'll stick with they definitely shouldn't be able to bet on their sport at all. For sure, for sure. Because they, man, you know, OBJ know LeBron James and, you know, AB, Antonio Brown know everybody, uh, apparently. So, like, it's it's one of those things, like you said, that cross-pollination is crazy. Like, you can't can't expect 
a lot of these these big name athletes not to know other big name athletes in other sports. So they might just want to chill out too. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I mean, this gambling thing is just going crazy, bro. And hopefully it don't it don't you know mess up the integrity of any of these sports, basketball, football, lacrosse, hockey, volleyball, none of that because People want to fans of the sports wants to watch these sports and actually enjoy them. And and if gambling is taken over, we can't do that. So it's hard to yeah. do. So we shall yeah. see, man, how it goes. Yeah. Sticking with the NFL, since we brought that up in the college portion of everything, the mm-hmm. NFL recently released their top 100 list, and there's been a little bit of controversy surrounding who's where on that list. Um, Sticks, what, what what's your thoughts on this? What you what you think about the "Quote unquote controversy that's around this." So, I, I, I broke this down into three different. I broke it down by running backs, receivers, and quarterbacks, and it was kind of alarming to me that in the top ninety, there was only thirty-two offensive players so far. Mm-hmm. Thirty-two offensive players, which means that there is fifty-eight defensive players in the top one hundred. So, okay. of course. Offense sells tickets, puts butts in the seats because it's exciting, but defense wins games, right? That's what the defense wins games and championships. There you go. So, Mm -hmm. and I was looking at it and I was was writing down the running backs, the receivers, and the quarterbacks. And it's nine running backs, 13 receivers, and 10 quarterbacks so far within the top 90. And I was looking and I was like, okay. And within the running backs, I was looking at Josh Jacobs being at number 12. Then I also looked down and looked at Christian McCaffrey at number 35, and I was like, okay, he was hurt. Christian McCaffrey, I'm talking about, he was hurt. Because I'm thinking, like, Christian McCaffrey, is to me, is way better than Josh Jacobs. But Josh Jacobs has been healthy. You know what I'm saying? But Christian McCaffrey missed the whole season. He did his thing when he went to the 49ers and killed whenever he got on the field. Like, he was amazing for the 49ers. But I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey like, should he be ranked lower than Josh Jacobs. And I went to the receivers and I'm like, okay, CD Lamb is to me, I'm a Cowboys fan. So I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm you would call me biased, but I'm not. I'm a realistic Cowboys fan. I ain't one of those that's gonna go out there and say the Cowboys are gonna win the championship every single year. Not me. Them niggas is trash. But CD Lamb being ahead of Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup and Mr. Mr. Consistency and Mike Evans, like, bruh, like, C.D. Lamb is not better than them guys. Then I go down to the quarterbacks, and there's 10 quarterbacks on the list, and I'm looking at Dak Prescott being ranked uh, 16 spots above Lamar Jackson. <laughs> like, come on, bruh. Dak Prescott, I can't stand this. Like, I do, I'm, like I said, I'm a Cowboys fan, bro. I'm diehard Cowboys. I got the Cowboys on the wall back here right now. And Dak Prescott is on my wall. And this was the best season he had in this damn plaque. Ever since he bet on himself, he has been booty butt cheeks. I can't stand this nigga. And he is ranked 16 spots above Lamar Jackson. And D'Lo made this point to me earlier in the, in the week when we were talking about topics. And he said they played the same amount of games last season. And Lamar Jackson was more vastly more proficient, vastly more efficient than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions. And, yeah. and some of the games that he threw interceptions in was the reason why we lost these games. But he had 21 picks last year lost and led, led the league in interceptions because he is cheeks. Cheeks. <laughs> I can't yeah. st- Like, I do not. I, anyway, I'm, just, I'm not going to go off on a tangent. But He's also like only five spots below Aaron Rodgers, although Aaron Rodgers is getting old. He did get traded to the Jets. 
regardless of that, Justin Herbert, as of right now, being the top, the top rated quarterback on the list in the top 90 at number 32. But I did notice that Joe Burrow is not on the list yet. Mahomes is not on the list yet. And Jalen Hurts is not on the list yet. So that's three quarterbacks that's probably going to be in the top 10, which is cool. But bro, like this whole, it's a lot of, it's a, it's a lot of speculation about where players should be placed. It's not that they're in there, that they don't deserve to be in the top 100, but do they deserve to be above or below this player? So that's what, what you think about the top 100? I mean, it's so, First off, it's hard to question a player's generated list. So this list is generated by players uh, about players that they think are the top 100 in the league. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do that because they play these guys week in and week out. They Mm -hmm. play alongside them or against them. So it's hard to do that. But with this list, you got to. (laughs) You got to. It's like. Like you said, Lamar Jackson at 72. 72. You talked about Dak Prescott. So Dak Prescott is one. But right above him is Jared Goff. While Jared Goff did have a a better year last year with the Detroit Lions, but they they were a heavy run-based team that did play action and stuff like that. You got Jared Goff right (laughs) above him. I don't think Detroit – I think Detroit, it would take Lamar Jackson – over one hundred percent. I think that. Dallas would take the Lamar Jackson over Dak Prescott. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It, it's, you know what I'm I mean, saying? Like, Lamar Jackson isn't a well. He can throw the ball. I, I don't. I want to take that stigma away, a stigma away from him. He can throw the ball, but mm-hmm. he's an athlete at quarterback. He's so not the prototypical he, quarterback. Yeah, he's not a prototypical quarterback. He's not a, a drop back passer. He can be, but he can get out of get you a lot, out of a lot of situations with his legs. He puts mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on defensive coordinators because you can't just run strictly man on him all the time. Because if you the DBs turn it back, he can go for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so he caused a lot of issues. Another person that was ranked above Lamar Jackson was Kirk Cousins. I was like, uh, Kirk Cousins had a good year. Him and him and Jefferson, yeah, okay, but better than Lamar Jackson? No, I don't know about that. Go to the running backs. You said Christian McCaffrey. Who was ranked above Christian McCaffrey? You had Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley did have a great year coming back off of injury the previous year. I would say him and C Mac are kind of. They're they're on par with each other, you know. Saquon may be more of a runner. C Mac is more of a all around running back. He can come out the backfield catching the ball. He can go between tackles. He can play receiver if you need him to. Um, And then you had Austin Eckler again. Austin Eckler had a great couple of years in the Chargers offense. I think he had. 40 touchdowns in the last two years, complete running and catching. Um, the next best running back was like 18 or something, y'all 18 touchdowns behind him or something like that. But I still, I think the Sandy or the Los Angeles Chargers would rather have C-Mac on their team than Austin Eckler. Um, and then the, the Josh Jacob ones, Josh, so I, I, Started a question that, but Josh Jacobs did have 1,500 yards last year and led the NFL in rushing. So, I mean, he but ranked as high as number 12 on the list. That's what I was say. He may not need to be number 12, but you know, rated above C Mac. 
I, I guess I can see that. I guess you can see that. Okay, but yeah, yeah, because yeah. he he was he was a lot of the offense for the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? For the Las Vegas Raiders last year, because Derek Carr had a horrible season. Horrible right. season last year. So they were relying a lot upon Josh Jacobs to 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 carry them to some of the victories that they did have. Right. And of course, you know, you had Derrick Henry in there that was that was hurt most of the year. So but he is still a threat being six five and two fifty. He gonna run past you and he gonna run yeah, over you. So he <laughs> go exactly so but i mean it, it's a it's a lot that goes into it bro i just think and and like and i was we want to talk about a little a little bit of contrast that i thought was going to be a bigger a bigger uh segment within this but Justin herbert did just get a huge contract so he he mm-hmm. was and he's deserving of it because he has had a couple of seasons where he was he's just been balling out and that's yeah. a lot of austin eckler's uh success is is on Justin herbert's shoulders because Justin herbert is a really really good quarterback especially mm-hmm. just coming into the league and his what this is this is coming into his fourth season i think fourth. Yeah, yep fourth. so so and that and a lot of that has to be has to do with Justin herbert because once philip river was gone Justin herbert came in and they didn't miss a beat so mm-hmm. It, it, it's 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 cool, bro. Like I I think a lot of this list is just like you said, it's play it's player voted, it's player voted. So you have to kind of think of it that way. And they they it, it's it's their opinion against ours as far as the public because they do see them every single week and they play alongside of them and against them. But nigga, <laughs> some yeah, of these spots are like, some of these spots quite quite questionable, dog. It's quite questionable because it's like. You even got Dalvin Cook in there, who's who's a free agent of all things, and he's ranked at yep. number ninety one. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy, bro. It's crazy. I I, yeah. I don't see it. But anyway, <laughs> moving on from the NFL top one hundred, bro. We had a situation that was quite comical over the, in the past week, where Somalia put put a young lady. <laughs> In a hundred meter dash that clearly not did not belong did not belong in that dash. And there was a, and you know, it's some um there's some nepotism uh speculation going on in there and things of that nature too, bro. How do you feel about this Molly Runner being in this situation and why do you think they did this? I don't know why they did this. <laughs> I, I I mean she re- it took her 20 seconds to run a hundred meter dash. She clearly is not a sprinter. She clearly did not need to be in any type of Olympic qualifying, uh, world qualifying, whatever the case is. Shoot, she don't even need to be in the nine and under uh, qualifying. Jeez. Yeah, I mean it's that bad. She it was, bad. It was that bad. Yeah, I, I don't know why she was allowed to do that, other than what has been speculated in the allegations against the individuals that allow her to be there is it is nepotism they just wanted her to get i, I don't even know what you gain from i don't, that, I don't know what she she gains absolutely nothing from running in this race her absolutely people nothing. that allow her to be in it what do you gain from that nothing and it's and it's yeah. one of those things where it's like you other than embarrassment she got embarrassed she got there's a lot of embarrassment <laughs> going around yeah. but it, it, like you say this is i the, the, i don't even understand the nepotism speculation because like there isn't anything to gain from her doing this so like there's no there's no gain for her there's no gain for the country of somalia there's no gain from the young lady that that was suspended because uh i don't even know how to pronounce the name but i'm gonna try Khadijo aiden Dahir, which is the chair mm-hmm. is the chairwoman for the somali athletics foundation and she's the one that made a decision to put her out there but what does Khadijo 
Miss Miss Deheer gained from putting her out there? Is she her cousin? Is she a family member? Is she just trying to get her exposure? If that's the case, then that is somewhat of nepotism. But yeah. to put her out there above a more well-trained athlete is kind of crazy. Like somebody yeah. who is who is in college, who runs track, is in, is a Somali citizen. Like, why would you just put that person out there and opposed to this young lady who was far outclassed? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. My only thought with that question is, and it, it, this may sound bad, but maybe it's to get her out of the country, like to get her that type of exposure because the track meet took place in Japan, right? Or yeah, somewhere Chi- in that right. Uh, so, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to get her out of the, like, you know, I don't know. You know, they, the images that they paint over here in America of lesser countries is that, you know, a lot of them are impoverished and all that stuff. So maybe this was the only way that she could get, again, this is a speculation. I don't know that it to be true and I don't mm-hmm. know it at all. I'm just thinking of what do they stand to gain out of it? Maybe it's just to get her out of the country. I, I don't know. Um, so she no has idea. that experience. But it's just crazy uh, that you that this person was sent to represent your country. And the only thing that, you know, to us that they stood to gain was the embarrassment of the country. Um, and it, it was it was while it is embarrassing, it was also funny. Um, you know, you and I talked about it. The the, the, the end the, of the, the race, <laughs> the finally got to the finish line <laughs> and she skipped. And she skips and hops. I mean, like, like, like she, <laughs> bro, gave, she just ran a 10 9. No, <laughs> no care in the world. Like, she just killed it. She came on that joke and she just. You skipped across that job. I was like, hey, yo. And the thing that the thing that killed me was, and we're not laughing at her. We kind of laughing with her. Doesn't want nobody to come at us like we laughing at this young lady because we know that she yeah. didn't deserve, she didn't need to be in there and she probably was embarrassed or she y'all might have been embarrassed for her. We're not coming at the, the young lady. We understand. We just kind of trying to make light of the situation because I was thinking to myself, it took her 21 seconds to run a hundred meter dash. If she started running, if if she was in the 200 meter dash. And she started at the 100 meter mark. She still would have lost because some of them girls be running. Some of them girls be running 20s, 21s, and it took her 21. Yeah. She would have if she if she would have won. She would have barely won starting at the yeah. 100 meter mark in a 200 meter dog in 200 meter race. Like dog, that is crazy. But she wasn't. Crazy. You could, but you know, you can tell she wasn't an athlete, bro. She was just out there right. doing something. She was just out there doing what she was asked for her country. And we get right. it, we get it, but right. they could have picked somebody in a, that that could have represented a little bit better than that for sure. They definitely could have, and I wonder what I wonder what the other athletes that were preparing to run against her were thinking. Because you know, you can tell another athlete, especially yeah. a top notch athlete, you can tell, you know, if they you if know, they're give you a shot, yeah, right, right. And I'm sure they were like, even though she was covered up, but I'm sure they were like. Ain't no way in hell. Ain't no way in hell. She about to beat me. If she be, if she beat me, it's gonna be some smoke in the city. Cause she got down there. On the, she got down there, bro, on the on the joint, and she was like, uh, "What am I supposed to do?" I'm gonna put my, <laughs> she looked to the side like, "Am I gonna put my hands like this?" And, yeah, and like, I was like, "Dog, she do not know what she's doing." But again, 
She was just doing what she was asked for her country. She was asked to go out there and run. And she she went out there and she skipped across that finish line and she was happy she finished it because she was no care in the world. But I want to I'm going to keep up with this this situation because I want to understand what the reason for put her out there was, because it doesn't say in any of the reports why they put her out there. Um, yep. they just, it just says after an untrained non-athletic runner was sent to take part in a country's like it, she's, I don't know. There's, there's some legal proceedings that's supposed to come from it for Mr. Here, the, the, the lady that, uh, the chairwoman that put her out there, but I don't know what the actual, um, what the actual, uh, charges were for Mr. Here. And I don't even understand what the situation was that put her out there. So I'm gonna keep up with it. And if, you know, if it, if it comes down to it, we'll update y'all, but we just thought it was a funny story to put out here with y'all, man. I know y'all seen it, so we, we'll keep y'all updated, yeah, bro. Y'all yeah. We know y'all see that. All right, so in the Netflix docuseries Untold, which is set to be released on October 8th, former Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel speaks about thoughts of self-deletion after being cut from the Cleveland Browns in 2016. Um, Manziel admits that he purchased a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, which malfunctioned when he attempted to use it, and then also went on a five million million five million dollar bender, which caused him to lose forty pounds in a span of nine months. Six. Bruh. What's your thoughts on this whole situation? Um, that's been uh, will be uncovered in the Untold docu series, but this particular situation that has been released by the press previously, prior to the. Um, docuseries coming out. So I will be watching the docuseries. It comes out on it comes out on Monday. I will be watching it. Uh, it comes out on August Tuesday. the seventh. August the seventh, right? August eighth. Is it the eighth? It's the eighth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. So I will be watching it on Tuesday, and just to kind of see what what his thought process was, and you know, kind of get his story and hear his story, because as we talked about when we were talking about um, Carly Russell, m- mental health is a real thing. You know, people do go through things and, you know, he had this superstar that he had this superstar that came to him at Texas A&M real, real quickly. And he had made comments in the docuseries that said he didn't really know how to handle it. Um, And that happens to a lot of athletes. Like if you get to a point where you're very, very popular and you're talked about all over the world and talked about all over the country and you're getting all this notoriety and you get all these looks and you're, starting to see your dream of being a professional football player unfold, sometimes that could be very, very hard to take in, especially for a young guy at 19, 20 years old. You can see your your dream unfolding right in front of your eyes because he was a superior football player, superior quarterback at Texas A&M. He was amazing and electrifying to watch. But he, when he didn't pan out the way he was projected to with the Cleveland Browns and he was starting to get that backlash from being such a great quarterback at Texas A&M and dominating the SEC, the top conference in the country as of everybody thinks the top conference in the country. And he dominated every Saturday week in and week out. And he gets to the NFL and he fizzles as, as much as he did. That could be hard to deal with, especially whenever you are so popular, you up here at one point and then all of a sudden you down here at the lowest point of your life. And it can be something that can be hard to take in and hard to, to juggle those emotions that you're having, especially doing something that you love to do, which is play ball. Um, I want to I, I, I love to watch docuseries like this because I'd I be wanting to see what the thought process is, because it has to be a very, very low point 
to think about taking your own life. It has to be a, a, a very, very low point. Because if you're losing 40 pounds in the span of a few months, bro, you're going from 215 to 175 going into camp, like you got to understand that you're probably not going to be looked at in the same way, especially if you're a quarterback that's supposed to be leading the team. They're going to let you go. You know what I'm saying? Even in my situation, I was an undrafted free agent. And I ruptured a hamstring, and they were like, you know what? <laughs> Deuces. Didn't get that chance again. And he was a first-round draft pick, and they, it happened to him too. So it's like – and I can understand that's hard to deal with because it was hard for me to deal with, and I wasn't even drafted. I was just like, damn, my dream is over. I made it, but my dream is over now. Like, well, what am I going to do? And now I'm like lost. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand where Johnny Manziel is coming from. And mental health is a real thing, man. And I'm glad that he's still here to tell his story. Um, and I know his family is. And, you know, when whenever things like this come up, man, you got to take them into consideration. You know, but hopefully, you know, hopefully he's good now, man. What you think about this whole situation, D'Lo? I mean, we've seen I've seen this story personally multiple times, not to this magnitude of the person wanting to, you know, self-delete self-delete themselves but Mm -hmm. i've seen friends of mine players of that i don't know personally but i've played against go through these events where they they enter severe depression or you know they just lose touch with themselves because they no longer have the ability to play something that they've devoted and invested multiple more um time into in years of their life into Um, so when they get to this point um, of no longer having the ability to be a part of that like i mentioned they lose themselves they lose their identity they no longer have confidence in who they are as an individual and um you know they go through cycles of multiple emotions i I mean i i've been through this twice myself but not Again, nowhere near this magnitude. Uh, the first time was when I realized that I was not going to be playing that much at Wake, um, and then the second time when I realized the second time I realized that all my friends that I played with or that I was competing against, um, they were in the process of trying out for teams or the, or they were in camp, and I'm sitting here struggling to find a job in the height of the recession. Um, so I, I went through that as well. So I mean, I understand the emotions i and you know like you mentioned he he's seen the highest of the high in college and so you know he had a chance to enjoy the life that many college athletes have enjoyed times a thousand um mm-hmm. and then he gets to the nfl and he's just not he doesn't pan out and doesn't do what he he doesn't pan out to be who everybody wanted him to be so mm-hmm. Definitely understand what he's going through. Um, and I, too, will be watching this just to get the understanding of what he was thinking as he crossed to the other side of being an athlete and, and no longer being an athlete, just to kind of see what the thought process was was like and what were the other emotions that he went through mm-hmm. that got him to that point of wanting to self-delete. And then also, you know, going on those benders and then at what point in time was it that he was like all right i can make it through this and i can be maybe not johnny football but i can be johnny manzel mm-hmm. and benefit off of the name that i created <coughs> for myself while i was at texas and m nah facts man because i mean he 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 did have a little bit of substance abuse and he has been diagnosed uh bipolar as well so those mm-hmm. two things could have been 
those were heavily weighted within his decisions to do those things, but also it had a lot to do with his performance on the field as well. Because if you're, you know, doing oxy, if you're mixing oxycotton with booger sugar, <laughs> then you gonna mm-hmm. have some issues. You know what I'm saying? And that's gonna probably spark right. some kind of uh, that's gonna that's gonna spark that bipolar disorder because you're you're right. doing things, you're putting things in your body that shouldn't be in your body, and. Those, I mean, I'm not, I'm not laughing. I'm just, it's just, it's just, it's just kind of crazy because this guy was a megastar, was a megastar. And you go from, like I said, top of the top to the lowest of the low, to the point where you're thinking about self-deletion. And it's like, it, you, 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 that, that, that mental health right there. And this is real mental health. This ain't, this ain't got nothing to do with what we talked about with Carly Russell. That was just dumb. He's diagnosed. That's mental illness. That ain't just mental yeah. health. That's mental illness. That's a diagnosis. Carly Russell yeah. just did something stupid. This man really has a problem. He really has an issue, a, a diagnosed issue. And to mix that with the highest of success and not being able to deal with it, to being at the lowest of the low with this illness and depression on top of substance abuse, on top of going on benders, on top of all of these things, he has a problem. And I can see why he had those thoughts of self deletion. So I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see it on Tuesday, man. It's going to be one that I, I, I've been thinking about watching so many shows, man. But this is going to be one that I'm actually going to tune into and actually watch and kind of see the 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 life story of Johnny Manziel and see what he went through. And like like D'Lo said, man, if he can just get to a point where he can live off that Johnny Manziel name that he built for himself, he's going to be amazing moving forward. So I'm I'm rooting for him, man. And hopefully everything gets better for him for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, moving on to the last topic, man. Skylar Diggins, guard for the Phoenix Mercury, man. She just recently, congratulations to her. She's recently had her second child, so big ups to her. Uh, but she's going through some problems with the Phoenix Mercury, man, and they're not allowing her to use any of the facilities while she's on maternity leave. And I feel like that's a problem, Dilo. What you think, bro? So this is a topic that is complex very much so because because when you see it when you first see the headlines you're like yeah this is definitely a problem but if you really give it some thought um it's like okay you look at it you have to look at it in two ways the first way is if she was a regular nine to fiver the second way is if she's a professional athlete as a professional athlete absolutely she should have access she should still maintain access to the uh, facilities and the resources that the phoenix mercury offer and you would you would think that the professional franchise would want her to continue to have access to that especially if she's coming back to the team just so happens that she's on maternity leave um and so with her having access to that, she would be able to continue to train, get herself back into playing form, uh, consult with team doctors on different um, scenarios that she may be going with, uh, going, uh, going, uh, wait, she, she may need to consult with team doctors to, um, to figure out different scenarios she may be experiencing along with her personal doctor. Um, but then also, you know, she said training table or, or personal chef. So, you know, making sure that she's eating right, properly neutri- mm-hmm. uh, neutralized, right? Not neutralized. Mm-hmm. Uh, nutrition. Her nutrition yeah. is proper. Mm-hmm. So you, professionally, you would think that, but then when you come back to the real world and if you read what the coach said in a statement, 
that was asked to her about Skylar, she said, um, we, we just want to make sure that Skylar is doing well and that we give her the space that she needs. The space that she needs, and, yeah. And not contact her at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you come back to the real world, that's typically how it is. I don't. Now I, I wouldn't go so far as to say when a woman or a man nowadays that have paternity leave, um, not that they having a baby, but you know, jobs do offer paternity leave. I was on paternity leave for quite some time um, when we had our son, but you typically don't. They don't bother you at all. Like you don't have any type of communication from your job. They may reach out to you personally saying, Hey, how you doing? How's everything going with the baby? This and that. But as far as constantly being in communication with you, you don't typically see that happening. But now the Mm -hmm. the part that's kind of confusing is does it, are you allowed to be in a facility? I would venture to say, I don't think they would have an issue with that as long as you're just coming in to say hi and bye, but not to actually partake in any of the things that go along with the role that you serve. Whereas right. with Skylar, she would be coming in to actually work out. She would be coming in to actually be with some of the team and then also be a part, uh, take with the doctors and the resources. So I, it's just confusing because the two worlds blended together. You would think one, this makes sense for her to be a part of it. But then um, with all of the different rules that come in place with Matt leaves and stuff like that. It's like, uh, so I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of, I don't know where to go with that. <clears throat> Me personally, I think it's dumb. Honestly. Yeah. Skylar Dickens is one of the best guards in the WNBA has been mm-hmm. since she's been in the, has been since she's been in the W in the league and has been since she was at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Just because she had a child and she's on maternity leave doesn't mean that she shouldn't be able to use the facility as far as consulting doctors, getting therapy, working out, keeping her game sharp. If anything, I would expect her to be able that I would expect the Phoenix Mercury as an organization to let their best player on the team. Yeah, their best player on the team used the facility to get back in shape, to get back whenever she comes off this leave. I think it's stupid. I don't think it I don't think they should do this. I think it I think it's dumb. If I was the owner owner of this team, yes, Scholar, do your thing. Go in there, go and get in the gym, go work out with the coaches. If you need anything, let me know. You know what I'm saying? But take but still take your leave. But I do want you to be in tip top shape whenever you come back. I know there's a such thing as postpartum depression. I know you're going through that too. That's why you're taking the whole year off in opposed to the nine weeks that you did whenever you had your first child. I get it. I'm consulting my player. This is my best player on my team. And you think I'm gonna keep her from using my facilities and getting back in shape? Hell no. I'm not doing yeah, that. I mean she's gonna be able to I, use so, any facility she wants when if, if she if she my player. And he, but regardless if it's the best player on the team, any woman. If you want to use the facilities to get your because you're under contract with me and I understand that the WNBA has different contracts and they have certain stipulations. If you have a child that you have to take this leave and you this to me that that part of the contract is just dumb. I, 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 cause they're, they're women when it comes down to it. The biology says that if they want to have children, they're going to have children and they can take off as much time as they want, but for them not to be able to use the facility, that's crazy to me, dog. And they already don't get paid as much as they as they should. They already don't get paid as much as they probably think they should get paid. And for them to not be able to use the facility that's awarded to them in their contract, now they have to take some of that money that they're not making 
to pay for nutritionists, to pay for uh, trainers, to pay for other doctors outside of the facility. Like they have to take all of that into consideration within their budget now because you're allow- you're not allowing them to use what you gave them. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off from your point. No, you, you good. I'm I'm not disagreeing with that part of it, right? I'm saying if you think about how it how it goes on both sides, uh, how it goes on the other side as a regular nine to fiver, I don't know if um, I don't know if the job can communicate with you on an ongoing basis when you're on maternity <laughs> leave. I know that you can have some individuals reach out to you on a personal level, but mm-hmm. when it comes to the job, I don't know if they can technically reach out to you. They, they're supposed to like give you your space. Um, okay. But when you think about it in a, in a professional athlete standpoint, I don't see why they would not be able to use it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I did read and I, one, I, uh, why I think it could be an issue is another player earlier in the year kind of indicated that she was bullied, uh, manipulated, and then traded after she had her child. I heard that. Uh, I heard so, that story too. Yeah. So, and ironically, she went to Wake Forest. Um, oh, so snap. yeah. So it's like it's like the NBA, the WNBA you want to root for them but when stuff like this happens kind of makes you question some of the rules and and laws and contract stipulations that they have in place of why it would be like it is and again I I didn't go through any of the rules it just I my opinion came on it and I try to look at it from both sides and say okay well professionally this shit is stupid but a regular nine to five is this how it would be and i think that is like they're not supposed to mess with you so the WNBA trying to say okay well we got into this trouble with this player like with the aces they lost the coach lost was suspended for two games and they lost two draft picks so i think you know since that happened now teams are like well we yeah. not, we don't want to we're gonna be, we're gonna be hands off yeah, yeah. yeah, we're gonna be hands off, and I and I get that. I can understand that from a, from a business standpoint. And whenever you have something else going across the league, and they got they they were made a a an example of, then you don't want to be yeah. that next example. I can understand that, but in a sense of, and I have never gone through paternity leave myself. Um, and D'Lo can speak to that, you know, better than I can. So I don't know the content that they're supposed to have and what they're not what they're not supposed to have. But you don't you don't have to have no contact with Skylar at all. You can let her, she has access to the facility. Just let her go do her thing and you can check on her how you want to check up on her. But as the, as, as her boss, you don't have to, you don't have to be in any contact. If you want to give her her space, give her her space. But if she wants to go in there by herself after hours and just, just work on her handles, do her drills or, you know, call one of the, uh, one of the trainers to give her her, uh, her treatment or call the nutritionist to say, Hey, what can I, you know, what, what do I need to be eating? Can you put together a nutritional plan for me? Like if she wants to do those things whenever she's and not with the team, you should allow her to do that. If she has access to the facility, that's all I'm saying. The question, the question then comes is what if she goes in there and has some type of postpartum complication? I don't know what those are, but what if, and so then who's at fault for that? Is that the Phoenix Mercury or is that Skylar Diggins? You know what I mean? So I mean, again, I'm playing devil's advocate. advocate, I think it's wrong, but all these questions start to come into play of why would a professional team implement this? Why would they not allow her? And then you say, okay, well, is this is this one of the reasons, like I just mentioned, or 
is this another, you know, you just, uh, a lot of different questions come into play when you think about this stuff of why they would do this. Nah, for sure. For sure. And I, and I, I just, I just think it's like the, the WNBA has so many issues that they need to work out to show these women more love when it comes to the, the just these, these, these women as athletes alone, because a lot of these mm-hmm. women are very, a lot of these women are, they, they're having to supplement their money by going overseas. You know what I'm saying? I love, you know, Brittany Griner. She was over in Russia. She, you know, she was just playing ball out there because she wasn't making enough money here. So she was supplementing her bread. She was getting paid more overseas to get paid, to play ball than she was getting paid in the WNBA. And that's supposed to be the highest of the high that you can get is in the WNBA, but she's making more money going overseas and playing. So it's like, there is so many things that's wrong with the WNBA as far as contracts, as far as pay structure, as far as people actually watching the games, because if if there was more eyes on the sport, you know what I'm saying? From the general public, from the general population, then they would make more money. You know what I'm saying? If they, if people bought jerseys, if it's got a lot to do with, us as a general public, because we're not showing it as much love as we should, but it also has a lot to do with the WBA itself and how they're actually running the organization. So I think it's stupid, man, but we'll just have to see how everything plays out with Scholar. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully they, you know, hopefully with her speaking out and going on social media and actually saying something about it, they may have to amend, they may amend some things and let her do her thing, but I don't see that happening either, but it just sucks, man, how they treat these women in the WNBA, man. Like just because they having a baby doesn't mean they still can't be that doesn't mean they're not still your employee and you still have to show them some kind of respect. And I feel like Skylar was speaking out on that and she had reason to. So I don't like it. I don't think D'Lo does either, but you know, he's playing devil's advocate nah. because he knows how it, he know he knows how it goes because he was on paternity leave before. He understands that because he's done that. I have never been through that. So I just think it's done right. just off GP, but I, don't I, know, I think man. it also brings a bigger, it brings into perspective the bigger picture of, maternity leave and how women are treated in the workplace when they have children or how they're just treated in general because they can have children is you think it's getting better. And I, I think you would think it's getting better. And I, I think that pay gaps, maybe I shouldn't say no, you th- I think that pay gaps are closing, but they, mm-hmm. they still reside because of the ability for women to leave or to have that time off when they are on maternity leave and the mm-hmm. possibility of them no longer being available because or out of out of commission seems kind of oh, <laughs> they're just not there in the office yeah, 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 um, yeah. because <laughs> have, they have children and I yeah. think it's and that's why paternity leave is being pushed so much because if the man now has the ability to leave kind of puts men and women on the equal playing field when it comes mm-hmm. to a child being conceived and being brought into this world. Yeah, yeah. So we just have to see how that for, how that plays out, man. But WNBA, man, get y'all shit together, man, because y'all need to take care of these women, bro. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Sticks episode thirty four. Episode thirty four. Four. Thirty four. Thirty four. Episode thirty four. Episode thirty four. It's a wrap, my boy. In the books, my G. In the books. In the books. Thanks for tuning in to Too Complex. Remember. Life is too short and oftentimes complex, but when it becomes too complex, don't be afraid to lean on those that you love and ask for to help you find the simplicity and balance in life. Mm-hmm. Stay prayed up in this crazy world that we that we live in. A few requests sent above can take you a long way. Don't forget to subscribe to whatever podcast platform that you listen to and follow the Too Complex. Also, follow us on all of the social media platforms. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. We appreciate y'all's support. It means everything to us. Until next time.
Salute. Salute.